0: What's up, freaks? Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Recap with Matt and Marty. It is Monday, November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. It's Guy Fawkes Day, freaks. Uh, 2018 year of our Lord. The Bitcoin price is at six three. Ooh, 6400 on the dot. of Bitstamp right now. Uh, been a long week. A lot more news uh, this week to talk about uh, than compared to last week. But before we get to the news, we have a new sponsor here at Tales from the Crypt. Um, I got a trip coming up next month, Matt. Headed to Paris. Really pumped for this sponsor because I'm going to need uh, their bag when, when I'm traveling from, from JFK to Paris. Uh, and this is Baboon. Baboon makes technical duffel bags for all of life's adventures. Their bags are waterproof materials are tear-proof and will last forever. Every bag comes with free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. That's a lifetime guarantee. That's a quality product right there. Free shipping, lifetime guarantee. Matt, I know you're a big fan of lifetime guarantees. Big fan, big fan of lifetime guarantees. Baboon duffels are called go bags, and they're designed to go anywhere. Road trips, cabin getaways, and quick flights out of town. They come in two sizes, a small one for carrying on and a large to check. Both sizes can be stuffed in a trunk, carried on your back, or dragged wherever your adventures take you. These bags will never break, period. Again, that's a lifetime guarantee, freaks. I'm a big fan of those. See why Condé Nast Traveler is calling it the ultimate weekender. Visit baboontothemoon.com and enter the code CRYPT, that's C-R-Y-P-T, to receive 10% off your purchase. That's baboontoothemoon.com, code CRYPT, C-R-Y-P-T, baboontothemoon.com, code CRYPT. And that's an official ad read from a from a product outside of crypto. I really like Baboon cuz their website name, It really really meshes well with the Vic, Bitcoin vibe. Baboon. We, we
1: got that astronomy connection.
0: Baboon to the moon.com. Uh, very big astronomy connection. There's a lot of uh, people who like to trade on astronomy and Bitcoin, especially some some crypto traders out there. Who's the most famous? DJ Thistle is probably the biggest. The blood fan. moon? Yeah, yeah. Uh if, Mercury's in retrograde, it's it's usually not a good sign for the markets. They're usually turmoil.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't follow moon trading uh strategies. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm making this up as I go too.
1: But anyway, those are pretty badass bags. They have pretty cool interiors. The, oh yeah, that's the line. Cool. Yeah. Uh very
0: very good aesthetic, very in line with my aesthetic, very very classy bag, one I would uh uh be proud to to carry through an airport.
1: And just more products should have lifetime guarantees. Yeah.
0: Nah, it's a good uh, good selling point. Uh, Rainbow is one of my favorite, uh, favorite flip-flops in the world. They have lifetime guarantees, too, which is great.
1: Oh, I never heard about it. I'll check it out. Free ad.
0: I gave another free ad. Rainbow, my favorite uh, flip-flops. All right.
1: Meanwhile, McAllen still hasn't
0: responded to our DM. That's why I'm not drinking. I'm drinking coffee. Matt's here. He's witnessed- better than LaCroix. He's witnessing this. I, I fuck with LaCroix. All right. Um have some, have some coffee in my hand. McCowan has not answered our DMs.
1: Cheers, freaks! I'll be drinking with you.
0: Another week uh, of Marty being sober. I don't know how much longer this can persist, but we'll see.
1: As long as we, as long as we stay at sixty-four hundred, we're still stable coin region.
0: <laughs> we are a stable coin region. Speaking of stable coins, thank you for the perfect segue. Tether in the news yet again. Deltech, uh, the bank.
1: famous Deltech Bank.
0: In the Bahamas, uh, when, when did the uh, the letter come out? A uh, couple last, days ago, couple right? A couple days ago, there was a letter uh, making the rounds that basically was a letter, fr- official letter from the bank, uh, signed by one of the the heads of the. There bank. There was no name, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, claiming that tether at one point eight billion is that what one point eight billion? Yeah, one point eight billion in their account. Uh, a lot of people on crypto Twitter thought this was a fake. Uh, today earlier today, Well,
1: they didn't think it was a fake. They thought it was Directly like there was no name name titled there and the signature was like a squiggle So yeah, they were was, like
0: it was a very uh, very uh, they were like the bank stretch. is
1: trying to give as little assurance as possible, right mm-hmm. and then I forget which reporter one of the reporters reached out to them and they wouldn't comment on current clients which i think is like normal procedure but everyone said like oh that means it's a fake and now today the bank the like the chair the chairman of the bank told coindesk like the letter's authentic like yeah we sent the letter out they're our customer they have 1.8 billion dollars in the bank
0: so it looks like tether's fully capitalized here
1: yeah, I mean I still don't think that's like that was in my mind that was never the, never was or is the biggest risk of Tether. Yeah. Um the 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 claims that they weren't running a full reserve were never based on any kind of uh evidence or anything. It was always speculation. Hearsay. But the bigger the bigger risk is it continues to be like government intervention.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a risk of one of the big agencies goes down to the Bahamas, and tries to interject. We'll see what happens from there. Um, but again, tether news dragging on. The people covering this—it's—I'm—I'm uh, uh, t- I'm sick of the story.
1: Well, when you were working, so you were working on that montage you recorded that you haven't yes. posted yet.
0: Uh, yes. Have but not. We were, have not posted it yet.
1: We were looking back on the year together, right? Mm-hmm. And. I was going back to my tweets last year, like, guys, I've been talking about this fucking tether bullshit for too long. Right? Like, there's so many, t- the same shit over and over again. It's just the constant, the same, like literally the tweets are exactly the same as the tweets I was sending out then. Yeah. you know, no claims of, of not backing, but government intervention at any time. It's a trusted third party. It's not inflating the Bitcoin price. It's like it's just really repetitive.
0: It's the never ending story.
1: The never no one will ever be happy. People still, you know, you think the critics are gonna be like, Oh well now it's all said and done. No. There's like a million other things they'll say.
0: Yeah, there's always more fodder.
1: Um
0: so that happened.
1: Uh I still think it's big news probably, you know, it's like a lot of, there's probably a lot of people that were sitting out and watching the tether thing that maybe maybe are feel more comfortable now.
0: Yeah, the price did jump a little bit in the last two days.
1: It's just been, no, no prices have been jumping or going down or anything really for like, if yeah. you have like any kind of longer term preference, it's all just been. Pretty stable. Exactly, like 6,400 for just. Too long. Eight weeks now or something like that, nine weeks.
0: Calm before the storm, calm before the storm. Which way will it break? We shall find out. Um, Speaking of breaking, Bitcoin Cash is about to break up into multiple chains. (laughs) I honestly have not been following this too much. You
1: you like how I put it in the agenda?
0: Yeah, Bitcoin Cash LOL. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got a split coming. What's going on? I honestly have not been following it because I could not give less of a shit. Like Tether, uh, I could not give less of a shit about Bitcoin Cash. I think it is uh, an abject failure and hash rate and market cap are proving that. But it seems as though people still care about uh, Bitcoin cash so what's going on
1: well it's it's only interesting because it's interesting from like a case study point of view Um, I guess uh, the the two main fact there's two main factions of Bitcoin cash they disagree with each other
0: it's Roger versus Craig right Uh,
1: but it's Roger and Jihan versus Craig okay uh, Jihan is Bitmain CEO and so I guess I guess Craig's faction wants to raise the block size to 128 megabytes. Nice. And and the Roger Jihan faction wants to keep it at 32 and add a bunch of those old opcodes that were all turned off by Satoshi. I'm pretty sure Satoshi turned
0: them on. I thought they already added those opcodes back in.
1: It, that point doesn't really... Ma- it doesn't even really matter what their tech... Is, what they're arguing about from, like, specs-wise, right? Yeah. The point is, is that about 50% of Bitcoin Cash's hash power supports one side and 50% supports the other. And and it looks like that they're heading towards a contentious fork situation.
0: When's it coming? The 15th?
1: I think I think it's the
0: 15th. Yeah. yeah it was a planned date.
1: And... um. The interesting thing is, so they're like arguing with each other about who has more hash supporting what? And the whole time, you know they're arguing over who controls Bitcoin cash only has six percent of shot two two fifty six hash yeah, so so they're and like i I looked it up. I think it's like the top seven mining pools right now could easily fifty one percent attack the Bitcoin cash chain. And it'll be like nine, the top nine mining pools, because when the fork happens, they're going to split their hash on each chain, so each chain becomes even more vulnerable than it already is now. So I, I, I think it'd be kind of like the. I mean, the ideal situation would be there's like. 100, 200 block reorg at the time of the contentious fork and, like, Coinbase gets fucked and, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> fucking exchanges all get screwed. And then we could tell everyone, like, this is what happens when you trust a, a chain with minority hash rate. You know? So, like, I think that would be a really nice learning experience. Why
0: do you think no pool or significant miner has decided to attack a chain like Bcash it's, in particular? It's Other than Verge of, and It's because others. of Geon. It's yeah. because
1: of Bitmain. It's like... So, so Bitmain, you know, right now they're, you know, people speculate they have about 50% of Bitcoin cash's hash rate, mm-hmm. but like Jihan and, and like his supporters, like his, his group and his affiliates and whatnot. Henchmen? <laughs> we could go with henchmen. <laughs> they can mo- easily move a lot more than that hash over from Bitcoin. They're just mining Bitcoin right now. Yes. Because it's more profitable for them because they already have huge Bitcoin cash bags that they don't want to do. So... Even in that element, like this whole idea that anyone could ever think that like Craig and Calvin are like could could get more hash than Jihan is like the most ridiculous thing ever because he could just move it move it over. So I think the main reason is miners were scared of retaliation from Bitmain from Jihan. Like for a while there, the only way you could get the best chips was if you had a cozy relationship with Bitmain. And like that's not the situation anymore, which is interesting, right? So yeah. like, so so there there's some little game theory going on in the in the background that is that is protected Bitcoin Cash because Bitmain has protected it.
0: Yeah, um, we'll see if that protection continues into the future. Uh, so be on the lookout for November fifteenth. Uh, it's interesting. I, I audibly chuckled uh, away from the mic when you brought up Calvin Ayer. Like the the, the, the the characters that have that have accrued uh, to the Bitcoin the cash worst of the worst, the worst of the worst. Like Calvin and however, to say however the fuck you I don't say know his how to name. say his
1: last name. I kind of mumbled it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I just mumbled it there too. But he looks like like your creepy divorced uncle that's like hitting on your friends that are like thirty years younger than him, I and mean, he really doesn't have anything productive to say. Just
1: bought a just bought a motorcycle, right? Like yeah, just bought like showed up at Thanksgiving with a motorcycle. Yeah,
0: he, he's definitely one of those cheesy Bitcoiners. I probably bought a Lambo just to buy a Lambo. And then you have, uh, that who's that gigolo who made like a 15 minute, uh, Oh, there's hash, uh, there's
1: a hash. Vin Armani or whatever? Yeah, there's a
0: hash war coming. Apparently. Is, um, who is that? I have no idea. Apparently he's on the beat. Peek I don't know. Bitcoin it's just such a clusterfuck.
1: I think like once, I mean, Bitcoin cash was born out of a contentious minority fork. Mm-hmm. Um, So, once that happens, you self-select to people that are just going to keep splitting over and over again for, like, bullshit reasons. Yeah. Um, So, like, it was kind of inevitable. And, I mean, I've said in the past that I think any minority forks, um, if they don't get any kind of dominance in the beginning, like, they're just destined for zero eventually. Like, you can pump them and try and corner the market, but eventually they'll trend towards zero.
0: Yeah. And it becomes more of a personal dick measuring contest than an actual uh, mission to make the soundest money in the world. And that's why I tend not to pay attention to it. And uh, I think it's funny to see how uh, only a year and a month out of the, the hard fork, uh, the initial hard fork that created Bitcoin Cash, we we see so much strife within the community. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like, what's really interesting is like you have to think of it from like a whole ecosystem perspective. Like, imagine you're Coinbase right now, right? Like, I don't know how much Bitcoin Cash they have over in Coinbase. But presumably, they have some customers that are buying Bitcoin Cash there, you know. Especially since they put it front and center with with everything else. Now they have to deal with all of this paperwork and customer service and and you know security considerations because this messy fork is happening and it's happening on an insecure chain that could be reorged at the same time by multiple different entities. Right. You know, so like. They're getting. What's the expression? You get what you sow, or whatever. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. That's what's happening to them. Like they're yeah. literally, and and people are going to start seeing the liability these exchanges bring on when they when they list, you know, certain chains.
0: Shout out to our sponsor Cash App uh, for only offering one uh, one asset and and avoiding that headache. They also
1: well. don't allow you to deposit any Bitcoin, so they are really. Insulated. It's true as well.
0: I think they might be working on it though.
1: Yeah, they are. They are. They are working on it.
0: Um, yeah. So Bitcoin Cash, look out for November fifteenth.
1: Not for that shit.
0: Um, uh, Wasabi. Your beautiful, beautiful project that you love so much.
1: Well, it's not. It's not my project. Well, but yeah. The the project. I'm bit. in love with it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you are. I'm very love. happy about it.
0: Uh, you've been tracking the total Bitcoin volume within Wasab, the Wasabi ecosystem, and it has crossed three hundred Bitcoin. It's pretty material.
1: Yeah, well, they posted it on their homepage, but I've been writing it down every day. Okay. Um, yeah, but but it, it hit. I think it's at like 300 Bitcoin right now. Last I checked, it was like 297. Nice. And it was at like 150 like a week ago when they, five days ago when they when they launched um, 1.0. Doubling in a week. Yeah. Nice
0: to see. What's so the experience the, been like?
1: The more people that use it, the faster and more private it is. So, like, that's why it's so important that we see those numbers go up, that we see more people install it, more people run it, you have know, put liquidity into the system.
0: Have you seen a material difference since uh, more Bitcoin have come on? Uh,
1: yeah, it's so much quicker now. Really? Uh, pri- privacy loves company. <laughs>
0: That's true. What's the uh, difference in timing?
1: Just like, like mon- like magnitude's quicker. Nice. Magnitude's quicker and he's in- he keeps increasing, the- he increases the anonymity set. Like how many, how many people participate in each round? He, he increases as more liquidity gets added. So like when at first, when the beta was running, it was like, I think 20 participants. And now it's 50 or 49. So like 49 people take part in the, in, in one um, coin joint transaction. So basically, I've had a lot of questions about Wasabi since I've been kind of shilling it. Um, the basic premise is, is that you, like when you buy coins on an exchange, you send them to your Wasabi wallet first and then you mix them in wasabi to to try and make it harder for them to tra- track you through blockchain uh, analytics and then and then you transfer it to like a hardware wallet or cold storage yeah. like so it's like the intermediate you shouldn't be like storing large amounts even though it's custodial uh, non-custodial and you you control your own keys it's still on like a internet connected computer so you, what you what you want to do is is keep small amounts in there at a time and use it as like a staging ground
0: yeah, so if you're like a business accepting Bitcoin payments maybe uh you get a bunch of
1: yeah, you accept them into your Wasabi wallet, then wasabi. you mix them yeah. and then you bring them to cold storage or whatever. You pay out your employees without people being able to track them in between. Or if you have like a compromised wallet, you can like for instance if you have a Trezor, you can add another wallet in Trezor. You can press add account. Um so if you do that, you can then get a a wallet that has no tainted transactions and it's just a completely clean wallet, and then you can slowly take your take your Bitcoin from the from the wallet that you've been using, transfer it to Wasabi, and then trans and then after you mix, you transfer it back into the new wallet, and then you'll have a wallet filled with non-linked transactions.
0: Yeah, big improve- less less linked, less linked transactions. Big improvements to the privacy games at the wallet UX level. Again, these either- are uh revelations that we've been following for months now uh in the bent and here at the rabbit hole recap and it's just interesting to see how quickly and uh how legitimate these these products are getting
1: i just literally have been having wasabi open 24 7 giving liquidity to the system
0: thank you for your service sir Mm.
1: thank thank you everyone else run wasabi Uh, it's wasabi Io.
0: WasabiWallet.io. I spelled it wrong in the tweet uh, a couple weeks <laughs> I, ago. I corrected you real quick though. It's one S not two. uh, wasabi. Uh, the other wasabi, I don't even want to say a competitor, but, uh, another privacy focused wallet. This wasn't on the list, but, uh, obviously this conversation stoked, uh, this thought in my head, samurai was, was, uh, under the ire of, of some people over the weekend and, and on the defense. Uh, Really weird to see. Greg Maxwell apparently called them out uh, because uh, claiming that they have poor privacy because the way they they store uh, what is it?
1: No, it's it's the it's two elements. It's their trusted node feature. Yes, and uh, the fact that they that that the transactions go through their server. Yes, that's and what it was. the the first one was the main uh, the main reason it was launched was because of. Um, the whole node 2x and user activated uh, soft software. So the idea was that you would connect to your own node, so you would. Know. So it was never. I don't think it was really ever supposed to be a privacy focused feature, as much of a like a sovereignty focused
0: feature. Yes.
1: Uh, and then the other, and then the other, they're gonna open source their whole backend. That's why it's still in beta or alpha or whatever they call it.
0: Yeah, that's what I was pretty pissed about. The people like coming at them over the weekends. Like they've been pretty open. About th- the limitations of this stuff, and
1: I think both sides—I think both sides of this debate, I guess—mean they 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 just want the best for Bitcoin, yeah, and it's all just kind of bullshit semantics. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think I think Maxwell what he what he said and what he said was people should be running their own Electrum server through Tor. And connecting to it from their phone um, with the Electra mobile wallet, which is like the most insane expectation of an end user. Right. It's like so out of, t- that's never going to happen. So short of that, there is no better wallet than Samurai. Like there just, it doesn't exist. Like there, if you want a mobile wallet, as far as the mobile wallet scene goes, there's no better wallet than Samurai. Yeah. So at this at the end of the day, like yeah, it could be better and it will be better, and they're improving it. And I'm like really looking forward to Whirlpool, which is their own implementation of uh, the Zero Link framework, which is what uh, Wasabi is is doing. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about Whirlpool is it has an incentive like join market is the, is the plan. So if you provide liquidity to the system, you get a por- portion of the fees. Yeah, which is kind of cool.
0: I, uh, I listened to the Stefan Levera podcast with the Samurai Wallet. That was such a good pod. That was a really good pod. Definitely recommend checking that out, freaks, if you haven't already. Uh, and
1: he had a good one with uh, with Adam, too, of uh, Wasabi Wallet. Yeah.
0: I haven't gotten to that one yet. Those are,
1: t- those are two very good pods. Yeah. Um, two very good episodes on one pod.
0: Shout out, Stefan. Thanks for that. That was a really good interview. Yeah. Um, so that happened, yeah. That was a little, like you said, it's like a bit of bullshit semantics. It's like, come on. But you shouldn't I'll use the trusted
1: figure. node, but that's why the feature is there. And um, but I don't use the trusted node feature.
0: Yeah, and that's the whole thing. I don't think uh, Samurai's ever like falsely advertised that that feature.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do, I've never seen a Samurai advertisement. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of a grassroots. It's the things in beta. It says beta, and it scares a lot of people that they're like, oh, can I really download this? It's in beta. I'm like, it's more stable than any of the other wallets. Like, <laughs> They should all
0: have beta tags on them. That's a good sign. Um, to right. more cheekier stories here. Gwyneth Paltrow confirmed into Bitcoin.
1: The Gwyneth Paltrow pump, the Gwyneth, 2018. It has
0: started. November usually comes with some weird movements. I didn't think it was going to be Gwyneth Paltrow leading the charge.
1: Hashtag bullish with Gwyneth. Hashtag bullish with Gwyneth. <laughs>
0: We have knocked Betty out of the hashtag. And no, Betty it.
1: deserves it more. I'm I'm hashtag bullish with Betty still.
0: <laughs> okay, we're hash. Okay, we're hashtag bullish with Gwyneth and hashtag bullish. Yeah, we can't. With we can't. Betty.
1: You can't replace Betty. We're all inclusive. Gwyneth here. doesn't get it.
0: Uh, so her her lifestyle brand Goop. Well, what so
1: a- I guess she's an advisor and investor of Abra first of all. Nice. So then, she put a Q and A with Abra CEO Bill Behart or. Uh, Bill
0: Eyre. How do you say his last name?
1: Look it up. But did she put a Q&A of uh with the CEO of Abra like on the front page of her lifestyle brand Goop, which I would never heard of before, but I guess is a pretty major brand. And then she tweeted it out to her like 3 million followers or something.
0: Yeah, Bill Bar Hyde. Hyde. I'm sorry, Bill, I'm butchering your name. <laughs> very sorry. His
1: name's Bill and he's the CEO of Abra. Yeah.
0: And Abra's actually been done really cool things in the past. Like the- Yeah, they've done some interesting things. Are we doing, like, smart contracts?
1: Yeah, they have, like, crypto collateralized stable coins, I think. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing here is it just continues along this narrative that once you own Bitcoin or own a company that custodies and sells Bitcoin to people, then you're incentivized to shill it. So Gwyneth has proceeded to shill it because she has a stake, right?
0: Yeah. that's what I thought was the, the yeah.
1: valuable takeaway we
0: have uh and we
1: had Ron Paul shill it, too this week oh yeah that was, yeah, I, in his weekly column he it. he said that there should be no taxes on cryptocurrencies and we should audit the Fed
0: yeah it was a very uh very short mention at the end of a letter decrying uh
1: it was in the closing paragraph that's like makes makes the whole thing about it
0: yeah that's true and uh it actually reminded me of what I wrote about today in the bent uh shout out Jeet Sudu uh oh, I like Jeet who wrote a th- a great thread posted last night on deflation and liberty a book by uh, Jorg Guido Holzman um, who also wrote uh, The Ethics of Money Production uh, from the Mises Institute so highly recommend you guys go check them out but uh, yeah so I wrote about I wrote about Jeet's Thread today and Jeet's Thread uh, Ron Paul's newsletter reminded me a lot of what Jeet's Thread was talking about and it's basically uh, what G and your Guido Holtzman are talking about is defi- def or sort of de between deflationary monetary policy and inflationary monetary policy and basically uh, explaining that they're both zero-sum games and the costs are just hidden in different ways. And then inflationary um, systems, uh, it's hidden via inflation, obviously. And then uh, deflationary systems... Uh, the costs are more abrupt where businesses are failing and people are going bankrupt and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, so I thought that's an inter- interesting concept. I don't think it's talked about. And enough.
1: that inflationary systems are more unfair.
0: Yes, they're more unfair, obviously, because of the way the money's created. Those closest to the source of the money creation uh, benefit overwhelmingly and uh, asymmetrically as opposed to those uh, furthest away from the the uh, source of money creation, which is the central banking system.
1: Right, right, right. Poor people get fucked, and <clears throat> rich people.
0: Yeah, and the interesting The interesting thing about like the inflationary monetary policy, and, and what I really like about what York does in particular, he comes at it from an ethics standpoint. Uh, and basically, inflationary systems that are that tend to bail out uh, failing companies, they really make it hard for people to climb the social ladder, and for. Uh, for markets to sort of play things out, um, so there's a barrier to entry for for people not close to the source of money creation. So, inflationary policy makes it harder to save uh, and make money. You got to make more money to stay with inflation. Um, and I'm sort of rambling here; I'm not making a lot of sense.
1: No, I mean, I think I think most of the listeners agree with you, yeah. But um, including including me,
0: yeah. So check that out. Read that book. I actually, listen to the audio book. was only an hour and ten minutes. It was an essay, actually. Very good, good.
1: yeah. Subscribe to the bent, yeah.
0: Subscribe to the bent.
1: Um, What do we have there? uh, Oh, that reminds me, uh, your your recent pod this week with uh, Jack Maulers Yes, fantastic. Everyone, if you haven't listened to it, you should go. That got me really pumped.
0: He's a genius, man. He's he he is so uh, the breadth of knowledge that he has in different domains is is stunning. Uh, From a design to an engineering to a finance understanding uh he's got a better grasp than a lot of people i've met and at a really really young age
1: uh, yeah i was i was i was quite blown away yeah it was a very good uh, interview everyone should listen to it
0: it's actually uh, one thing i noticed uh was reflecting on yesterday last two guests uh on tales from the Crypto the interview series justin moon and um jack Ma- mallers both had dropped out of High school or college at one point. So, Justin actually wound up finishing college and getting a degree, but uh, they didn't have a traditional path. Which I love it. Which, which I think is a, a very promising and uh, good sign. You know, you can make it. You don't need to go to school. Some people should, but
1: no, I like it. You see that. You see that a lot.
0: There are other ways. Um, Petro Dash Fork. The
1: Petro oh, the Petro finally like legit launched, and they. Forced i off. say like legit in question and quotations
0: they forked off dash
1: yeah so firstly what well, kind of so first they started their initial announcement was ethereum and i got really excited it was gonna be an erc20 token and i got really excited because like that's like the best test of whether or not it's centralized was was if they could stop this sanctioned country from having an ethereum token um so then so I expected them to switch because I didn't think it was censorship resistant enough. And instead they switched to NEM, which is ridiculous because it's even more, it's like way, way, way more centralized than Ethereum ever is. And it's fucking ridiculous. There's like a thousand people that own NEM, the whole thing is, anyway, then they, so they said they were gonna do NEM, but nothing actually ever happened with it. And now with the actual launch, it is a dash fork, which itself is a fork of Litecoin, which is a fork of Bitcoin. So, it's like kind of a Bitcoin fork. Uh, but but there's no – they're using a fresh UTXO set. It's not like they're taking Dash and they're forking it and Dash they're owners get it. some yeah. Petro or something. Like, that's not the case. No, they just – they're using Dash's, they're doing what Dash's code. And then they're starting, starting from fresh. But it's going to be completely centralized. It's asset-backed. It's not just gold-backed. I mean, it's not just oil backed. they they added metals in there, too. There's like copper and shit. Um, there's like ten percent this, ten percent that. and it's all back and it's all pegged. So it, the whole thing is a centralized mess. And so not only with normal asset backed coins do you have the trusted third party risk, but in this case, it's all the trusted third party happens to be like a corrupt government that's like bankrupt. <laughs> so like you should never trust them. You should
0: especially um, not trust uh the corrupt third world. Yeah.
1: But they have their website up and shit. It's live. It's probably illegal for Americans to to participate. Like I you shouldn't, even if you're not American. Uh
0: it's okay to go to the, the website though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean hopefully I'm probably already on a list anyway, but I went there a couple times. Yeah, you sent it uh, to me too. Yeah. I sent it to and all my tweeterers. <laughs> um the you can buy with Bitcoin and Litecoin. So like may like you gotta actually kinda respect him. A little bit because he's trying to hoover up as much Bitcoin and and Litecoin as he can get you know so he he knows what has the real value because he's selling you the crap and he's accepting the accepting Bitcoin
0: don't know? fall for it he's a scammer freaks so I don't think uh, this is a good trade I don't think you'll even be able to trade this if you're thinking about it
1: yeah they announced some like bullshit exchange support and stuff and they have a block explorer, but there doesn't show any real it doesn't show any blocks I don't know I don't know what's going on
0: well if they're still raising money as I mean. There's no proof
1: that any money has exchanged hands. There's no, you know, you you don't see any actual activity on the chain or anything. It's all mostly a PR bullshit stunt.
0: Yeah. Uh, While we're on that that vein, um, Alejandro Machado, friend of the pod, uh, DevCon 4, was it? Was in Prague last week? Yeah. Uh, Ethereum Focus. Was it 4? I think so. I don't know. But it was a DEF CON. A DEF CON. Yeah, in Prague. Uh, I believe, I saw some tweets uh, that Alejandro Machado gave a presentation on experimenting with Bitcoin in Venezuela. So if you freaks, I'm sure there's tweets about it on his page, at LAGW, I believe. Um, And... But yeah. Yeah, It's
1: A-L-E-G-W. Yes. Um, And he's trying to... Yeah, they have a grant from the Zcash Foundation. They're trying to do, like, some kind of airdrop... uh, education type situation in yeah. Venezuela.
0: So shout out Alejandro for pushing that initiative and uh, go check it out. And freak. fuck
1: the Petro. That's all just bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we're only covering it because it's, it's relevant because other people are going to cover it. So you have to... You have to give some context. It's funny because... There's a bunch of stories this week that we're covering just because they're not really stories, and so they need to be covered to be explained that they're not really stories.
0: Exactly. So this is a a very good example of the scam spectrum, uh, where the Petro, you have a corrupt government launching a cryptocurrency that is a complete scam uh, and has no uh, basis in legitimacy. And then you have the PhD economist, uh, and oh, good transition and tech giants who think they can do a better job than Satoshi and the Bitcoin project, and they try to use their credentialed, uh, the veil of credentialed legitimacy to shill a shitcoin to uh, regular to normal people.
1: We, is this a transition for Initiative Initiative Q? Q the big this is going to be a big PhD one. There's a PhD behind it, right? Yeah, Larry White. He's Larry like Larry White. Big, there you go. Big and
0: free banking and.
1: Fucking scammer.
0: Yeah. Uh a lot of people say there's a lot of really good cryptographers who have Satoshi envy. Uh yeah,
1: you either die a great cryptographer or you live long enough to become, spin up a shitcoin. Yeah, the ICO promoter. I guess you can say the
0: same for the economist now too.
1: So this initiative <laughs> this initiative everyone's gonna show their shitcoin. Um this this initiative queue is like just straight bullshit. But it's starting to make the rounds, and I thought it was really
0: important to get ahead of it. Well, they have a really good marketing ploy. They're emailing people. It's just free. They're giving it out for free, and you you get five invites. You get five invites. You send it, and the sooner that you get people to s- the sign more out, everyone gets. The more you get of the
1: five of you. Yes, gets. Um. So they got. And they're p- they're like
0: it's like purely like pyramid schemes. But like, they're not day, charging
1: you- any money, so they're like. Yeah, but tiptoeing around the pyramid schemish, right? But they're straight up saying like,
0: these Q tokens can one get it, day it now. Be get worth.
1: A, yeah, they're saying trillions of dollars. Yeah. they're like, they're like the amount we give you is going to be worth a hundred and fifty thousand dollars when this takes over the monetary supply. It is worth two trillion.
0: Freaks, it ain't ever that easy. All right.
1: No, this site just screams scam. I'm not sure what the play is yet because they're not taking money, but like. If you do insist on doing it, which me and Marty are not participating in this and would never participate in something like this. But if you did do it, you know, definitely do not use your real email address and name. Um, don't ha- don't ever send them money. I, I have a feeling they're going to like ask for money at some point. I don't know if it's like a harvesting for email addresses, but they're probably going to ask for money at some point. Uh, they their terms of conditions says like they can freeze things at will. They have like no qualms of saying it's centralized, basically, in the nitty-gritty. They haven't given any tech specs or like coin distribution or like how many coins they're going to keep or what, what protocol they're using or what the deal is of that. They're basically just, just using... Just glossy videos. Exactly. And I think they had a Forbes article. They really, planted it
0: in Forbes. You know how you make a good scam? You get a really good uh, parallax animation-driven uh, website. And
1: yeah, the website is so pretty. It is so clearly they've done a good scam. job of
0: that. Uh, but no, the mark again. This is a pure marketing play, and they have a really good marketing angle, which is hey, the, uh, free money, free money. But then like to get people hooked up, they're like the incumbent banking infrastructure was built on nineteen technology from the nineteen sixties. They give the Bitcoin pitch. Yeah, exactly. And we're here to completely replace it overnight. Um, but
1: Bitcoin was unfair. That's what they said in the
0: Yes. Are we hypocrites?
1: No, Bitcoin was is the most fair money ever invented.
0: I believe so too. Um so initiative Q. I bet uh if you freaks out there have been cryptocurrency enthusiasts in your circle of friends and family for a while. You're going to get a couple of emails from some family members. I've already think, got
1: and chilled it. Who it's think crazy. they found
0: the next Bitcoin.
1: Uh, I think with these things, a lot of times you find like the the news publications, like the actual reporters and stuff. Like there's no hard evidence this shit is a scam yet, right? Yeah. So they like sit on their hands and they don't make any definitive claims or any kind of coverage or anything. They might even give them some positive PR coverage inadvertently, and then they they let them run ads on their website. And then, like, five months down the line, they're going to be like, oh, my God, we should have seen this coming. We apologize, you know. But since we're independent, like, we can just say to you, like, there is no evidence, but pretty fucking sure this thing's a (laughs) scam. Pretty. You know, like, this is going to be a bad one, I think. I think it's going to blow up. It's going to be, you know, like, a bigger than Big Connect. This is going
0: to be a big one. Using... uh." Half a decade of uh, groomed heuristics to, to detect and call out these scams. Hey, yeah, literally checking, go to the website, that's a scam. Ah, it's, fuck. It's checking all the boxes. Yeah. Um, but hey, there's a PhD economist behind it and a couple, and somebody from PayPal.
1: We don't even know if they're actually behind it either, right? I guess? Uh, I think they're. Because they the are. website says it. But... I think
0: one of them's been shilling it publicly. Oh,
1: okay, there you go because um, people do sometimes you know get their names used when they no. this they is too aware. big
0: this is too big to it's at such a point where they would have had to come out and be like i'm not associated with this i like, think you're right at this point
1: that's a pretty expensive domain name they got
0: initiative q no,
1: that, fuck that shit
0: yeah uh beware scan we're calling it out thank us later
1: there you go we're gonna we'll send out that told you so uh thank
0: us later or if it if it so happens to become the world reserve currency, it's not be. <laughs> you can beat us up in a couple of years. User invite. Speaking being <laughs> beat up in a couple of years. Unicoin, it got beat up for for launching their their ATMs in India.
1: Oh no! So yeah, I wanted we. I, I thought it was important to come back to this because we talked about it in the other yeah. rabbit hole.
0: We could have talked about it last week, but it slipped our it slipped our it list. It wasn't of on my radar.
1: I didn't realize until afterwards.
0: Yeah, so we talked about it two weeks ago. Uh, Unicoin went ahead and installed Bitcoin ATMs in India, even though the government they uh,
1: weren't true ATMs. They were just
0: deposit and withdraw from yeah. their website. Yes. But yeah. Um, and yeah, so the founder, one of the founders, got arrested. They both got arrested. They both got arrested. Sunny, so right?
1: I I so I guess maybe he's the third founder.
0: Yeah, I think but, he might. I but think, two
1: of the founders got arrested. Yeah, maybe uh, Sonny's not in India. Uh,
0: to all our Indian brothers and sisters out there, we're sorry.
1: But they arrested one at the they arrested one at the ATM, like in person, and then they went to the other guy's house and they arrested him and they like took the laptops and all the stuff and they they seized some Bitcoin. Really, small amounts, but but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, yeah, this is
1: the weak point of all of this. Like the the crackdown spot is is where the was where the fiat meets, where you meet the traditional banking world. Because there's no way to do that without making yourself a huge fucking target for your government. Mm-hmm. Um, so short term, you know that's going to continue to be an issue, and the governments that do it are just hurting themselves and their people because. Their people are getting fucked and they're losing out on t- future tax revenue. You know, it's just gonna go to the places that are adapt or die motherfuckers.
0: Yeah. So hopefully they change course soon. And if not, uh won't be great for them, I don't I don't think. Um next topic Coinbase, one point 3, three billion billion. One point three billion in Pro- revenue. Projected I projected think. revenue. For this year? For this year, yes. Uh total year, not not a quarter, right? Yeah. Total year. That's pretty good.
1: Uh, pretty good. That's a lot of money. I mean, like, fuck Coinbase, but, you know, yeah. I think that's pretty bullish for the space. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I put it in there. Um, Coinbase recently added ZRX and BAT. Uh, and I've gotten too many text messages from people asking if they should buy it, which just fucking infuriates me. And just I I don't know neither, and I wouldn't buy them. He got dragged FYI. he got
0: dragged into a Twitter war this weekend too, Brandon and Ike.
1: He gets dragged into a Twitter war every fucking week. Dude's got such a fucking ego, man. And and at the end of the day, the reason they have the bad token was so they can make a shit ton more money. And he's never gonna say that. So like debating him or arguing with him is just a mindless exercise because he's never gonna say that. And the other side's always gonna say that because that's what he did and and there's that'cause you can this
0: whole system can run on lightning, yeah you're gonna be able to set up web web sockets, and
1: yeah rip. there's nothing decentralized about bat either like the, they control the token supply, publishers have to get paid to uphold, which does full k y c on you like it's
0: fucking bullshit, yeah um and again, it's like it's that thing what
1: you're saying patience
0: exactly like. People spin up these tokens for use cases that will be enabled in the future. It's just going to take time to get there. Uh, slowly but surely, that's being proven out.
1: But, you know, like, I wouldn't, like...
0: You know what's awesome? Just say, you know,
1: it was to make a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah. And not to uh, pat myself on the shoulder here, but when I was doing research for the montage, going back and reading old Benz, I was giving out some pretty good advice this time last year in the mania, I have to say. Pat myself on the I
1: shoulder. Know, I was patting myself on the back, too.
0: Yeah. We did pretty
1: good. That's why we're where we are right now. That's what's cool about this space. It's yeah. like they really it, it tends to have like a pretty decent memory and it just weeds people out. Yeah. Uh
0: adapt or die. That's uh but it is interesting to see uh like if you are patient and have a long term view, like these things will, will come to fruition. It's just again. To think that you're going to get all the shit out of the box is asinine. Like, think.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like, Brendan didn't... He didn't think... Like, that's that's not... He knows that. Yeah. But he just want to make bank. That's true. You know? <laughs> like, if you could control the token supply, you might as well try. Can you really... Like... he go fuck himself. Is it unethical? But I don't... Yes. I think it is unethical. But, like... A lot of people make money unethically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, like, I feel like the incentives are set up so people end up, you know, yeah. shilling their exactly. ICOs. Yeah. Right? Like, that's how the incentives are set up. And, like, over si- time, they get weeded out. You, you know, and that sucks.
0: If you make signage as easy as a couple lines of code, yeah. it's going to happen.
1: It's it's inevitable. That's what's going to happen. That's people's natural gr- greedy inclination.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Same? I just wish he just admitted it and just said, like, that's why bad exists. I don't think that'll ever happen. No, that'll never happen.
0: What is WEX? And they have 90... Th- oh, Wex. WEX is the exchange that took...
1: So BTCE the Russian was exchange. one of the dopest exchanges
0: that existed <laughs> in Bitcoin history. They were laundering all the Gox coins.
1: Yeah, but they they were anonymous, and they never had any issues until last year when the government took them down. Before that, everything was... They were, like, surprisingly good at customer service. You know, there was loyal, you know, they were from the Gox days, and they existed, and they never did any KYC on you. They had a very limited palette of shitcoins, you know, like a tasteful amount, so you still had some access, but, you know, not too many. It was, like, a full-blown shitcoin exchange. Like, everyone knew it was a Bitcoin exchange. And then the government, like, fucking took down the guy when he was, like, on vacation in Greece. It was, like, run by Russians.
0: Mm-hmm. Did they pick him up in Greece,
1: or uh... he was on vacation somewhere? And they like rammed through his his gate and like huge, huge operation took him down. And then he, di- I'm didn't he, accidentally kill? I'm quote doing quotes. Didn't he accidentally kill himself in custody?
0: I think yes. Something yes.
1: super sketchy happened, yes. and then he died. And then Wex pops up. And supposedly it's from the same guys as BTCE and everyone's customer balances are going to get restored. So at this point, I'm like 99% sure that Wex is a honeypot designed to like, okay, we got the guy. Now let's try and get the users of the exchange, right? Like, because so one of the reasons they went after him is because we had all that ransomware that was going around. Remember like the WannaCry and shit? Yeah. Where they would encrypt your fun, encrypt your hard drive and then demand Bitcoin ransom? A lot of those funds were going through BTCe, and afterwards, like a lot of people were saying, like a lot of the Mount Gox stolen funds were going through BTCe as well.
0: Yeah, Wiz sort of proved it, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think so. But anyway, they laundered a lot of money. Got laundered through them because they didn't do KYC or freeze funds. Um, so, like that makes sense. Uh, so, I thought Wex was a honeypot, but it turns out that it probably isn't a honeypot because whoever runs Wex is trying to steal all the fucking money. And they sent a bunch of it to to Binance, and Binance froze it.
0: Yeah, uh, this is not
1: your keys, not your Bitcoin. We got that lesson.
0: Yeah, and it's Ethereum, right?
1: Yeah, it was Ethereum, but not your keys, not your Ethereum. <laughs> it's the same thing.
0: Same thing. I think um, it was
1: ninety three thousand Ethereum got frozen at Binance. Ninety
0: three thousand Ether. Uh, and it was
1: mostly through public shaming because I don't think Binance like honors
0: this uh, crime norms. This is uh, a uh, norms an example of. Why you should be careful with trusted third parties for legitimate users or criminals alike. These criminals should not have trusted Binance. Everyone, everyone's a fool. Like
1: use a mixer or something before. I don't know what's going on there. I haven't really looked into it that hard, (laughs) Um, because like it was a shame when BTC was taken down. But uh, after that, I just assumed I just just like all the money was gone, guys. Like (laughs) once that happens, like once there's like an international investigation and execution of that investigation and then they kill the founder like you shouldn't use the site anymore I don't know like you' like that's
0: big uh, big stay away uh, uh. in my mind if that's uh, that has happened
1: but what was cool was CZ the CEO of binance was like I froze these but in the future they're just going to use decentralized exchanges
0: he said that about the criminals
1: yeah, he's like, we yeah. can freeze them now, but I'm just warning you. Like in the future, they're gonna be using decentralized exchanges. Yeah,
0: good on you, CZ. Funds.
1: Or like, you know, something like Wasabi. Yeah, um, Ethereum has a bunch of mixers too.
0: Uh, yeah, that's
1: why it's weird that they didn't use a mixer or anything.
0: Yeah, at one point, Mixer was driving like 90% of Ethereum transactions. Correct? Yeah,
1: they were just being they were being cocky about it, and they just mm-hmm. sent it straight to Binance, thought it wouldn't be frozen. That was yeah. pretty stupid. Yeah, it
0: was a very stupid idea. Has a lot of money too. Um where are we? Where are we now? I think oh Janet Yellen.
1: I guess it could have been corrupt. It could have been, you know, we had Carl Force and shit. It could be corrupt a uh, corrupt honeypot. Carl Mark Forrest or Carl Forrest or whatever, the guy with the Ross Ulbricht uh, yeah, yeah. with Silk Road. He was like stealing money from Silk Road at the same time and then went to jail afterwards. And his testimony was like one of the main reasons that Ross got the sentencing he got. Yeah. So it could be like that. It could be a honeypot. And then like the marshals are trying to steal the money or something. <laughs> and then CZ froze the marshals' money. That'd be exciting.
0: That would be exciting. It would like prove that uh, corruption is rampant. Well, um, that
1: that's proven, I think. Yeah. Um, Janet Yellen does not own Bitcoin that was, it's important, it's important for us.
0: Yeah, what was she, in Canada?
1: It hit all these fucking headlines that Janet Yellen, so she talks shit about Bitcoin, which you know, you come and, to expect from Janet.
0: And, but she hit, like, all like, the worst tripes that have been pretty thoroughly debunked, very specifically in the last, like, two to three months, with, like, mining and, uh, like, fork inflation and stuff like that. debunking that shit for years. It doesn't
1: matter, and then we're gonna be debunking it for years. That's why one of the reasons this pod exists. Um, but the point is, is that there's so much bullish fucking news in this space. You don't need to make up bullshit. Like there's all these headlines running around that Janet Yellen owns Bitcoin now. What happened was Janet shat on Bitcoin and then someone using their own custodial service that they're the CEO and founder of. Send $20 to her email address worth of Bitcoin that she has to like click and like log into their custodial service and like accept their Bitcoin, which she hasn't done and is now like Janet Yellen owns Bitcoin. So it's a de minimis amount. It's like fucking $20 and she hasn't even accepted it and she was unsolicited. She didn't ask for it. Great growth hack there.
0: Great growth hack there by that company.
1: And tons of articles. Coindesk covered it, a bunch of different people covered it.
0: Now that's how you that's how you goat clickbaiters into a free ad. There,
1: um, we're covering it because it's not fucking news. Like I was so triggered by it, <laughs> I thought it was important to say that this isn't news. Hey, for all you growth marketers out there, it's a great great case study. <laughs> Fuck this shit, man. <laughs> Janet Yellen does not own Bitcoin yet, and that's a feature, not a bug.
0: Um, that's all we got on the list. What else can we talk about? We've got about like ten minutes left. Let's riff.
1: Well, I guess. Uh, like I, I tweeted out, I tweeted out to our people what the biggest news of the week was, and a bunch of people wanted us to cover. I guess there was like a controversy after World CryptoCon that happened in Las Vegas, that I haven't been following at all. And did you see this at all on Twitter today?
0: Oh, a CryptoCon or whatever is that the one? Yeah, where I guess there rang? was like
1: sexual harassment and stuff. And Wait, people were victim blaming. What? And then victim defending. And so both sides are going like sexual harassment isn't okay. Uh, like that's all that needs to be said, I think for this story.
0: Was it like crypto trader conference or?
1: Was the it- fucking thing was called world CryptoCon. It's based in Las Vegas. Like this is never going to be like a tasteful conference, right? Like there's no, like we would never even think about going to this thing. Um, but I guess, I guess some women felt uncomfortable there. And, and when they voiced that feeling that they were uncomfortable, they were then attacked for that. And, you know, who knows, you know, what actually happened? We didn't fucking follow it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we should just not support that in the community. Definitely not. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth covering, but people kept bringing it up. So did they really? Uh. Yeah. And uh, my biggest news of the week little thread I made. Asking people what the biggest news of the week was, I figured that was a good idea going forward for the pod. You know, you just poke, poke everyone ahead of time, see what they want to talk about.
0: It's a good growth hack too. Get people a little, uh, get them ready for, get it. them ready, get for them excited. It. I like that, Matt. Always um, thinking. Uh, yeah, uh, sexual harassment definitely bad. Uh, don't be a douche. Be yeah, kind. exactly. Like, it's pretty simple. Just treat others the way you'd like to be treated.
1: Oh, and then the other thing came up, which was censorship of porn in the UK, based off of that. <laughs> Which I just don't think censorship is okay. Like, you shouldn't... There's, like... Who decides which porn is good and bad porn? Like, that's the issue. That's
0: where you get to the issue. I think I could step in. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, It's again, it's, uh, it's slippery slopes. Just... You, you ha- can. You
1: have a human there that's going to abuse his fucking position. Yeah. Like, that's what always happens, no matter what. C censorship yeah. is never okay.
0: Um, yeah, I think a porn's, a, por- porn's just going to be here. And if you... Try to censor it. You're just going to drive it to like BitTorrent or something. Like Decentralized porn. Yeah, well, spank chain coming. Yeah, <laughs> coming <in. laughs> no. Jesus Christ. I just triggered a few people out there. I can feel it.
1: Pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> Strike it from the record. He uh, didn't say that.
0: Uh, um. Yeah. What else is going on? Uh. I mean, again, going back to the volatility, lack of volatility. It's crazy. I haven't seen. Like looking at the chart, the chart just looks so weird. Uh, with how steady it's been for the last. Month, two months. It's driving Marad crazy. Going back to September fifth. So two two, three months now almost? It either breaks up or down. Yeah, obviously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know, um I'm ready for down and I'm ready for up. And uh let's go on this wild ride together, you know? Yeah. No, long term we're like good. So short term it's it's what it's it's crazy. And hilarious to watch how much it drives people crazy. Just these it's the same thing happened last cycle. It's just these
0: Yeah, but I feel these like these
1: long stable beers freak people out. So fantastic Things
0: like uh things like Goop last week during the uh the tenth anniversary or of the white paper. There was a lot of media coverage. Like I was uh coming from Hoboken uh Back to Brooklyn on Halloween night, and they're sitting there on the train platform. And like the NBC newsflasher has like Bitcoin really 10 today. Like, I just have like that's cool. This is like this is very anecdotal. I just have a feeling like maybe it's coming a little bit more palatable. Maybe the uh, exhaustion after the blow off top and subsequent fall is beginning to wane, and people are again gaining interest. I don't know.
1: I was talking about this the other day. This time last year, it was fucking... We had just, we had just hit our all-time high of $7,000. <laughs> Freeze-frame Matt, popping bottles of champagne, freaking out, you know? uh, Like, a couple of weeks later, like, Selkis is like... He's like, I'm trying to figure out, like, a unique way of shorting the market, you know? And, like, we're hitting, like, 9K. And then we hit, like, 11K and then dropped down to, like, 8,500 and everyone was fucking scared shitless. Yeah. Like...
0: Nah. That just—that was two months, people. No
1: that, one knew that was going to happen. You know, no one was like, "Well, like the fractals tell you that it's going to, you know, go to here and go to there." And
0: yeah, like F- fractals.
1: Yeah, I. am more are, bullish today. The charts are than, fun to look at, but I'm put, more bullish today than I was then. I am as well, and it's just funny when you think about that. Where like that's why I don't trust my emotions because we (laughs) we could break down here. But I thought we were more likely to break down last year. And good thing I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not I'm not a trader. Exactly. So so long term, it should benefit the people who who ignore their emotions. Yeah. The market. No one knows. Market
0: can bitch slap you in the face and be like, you're wrong.
1: And I'm bullish with Gwyneth and Betty. Yeah. And Murad. Murad. I'm (laughs) I'm bullish with Murad as well.
0: Bullish with bearish Murad. (laughs) Uh, I was
1: reading one of Mirage's old posts and I just felt so much FOMO. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, I think that's all we got for this week, Freak. Shout out to our new sponsor, Baboon. Uh, Again, that's pretty cool. BaboonToTheMoon.com. Code Crypt, 10% off.
1: Yeah, we got our own promo code. I think it's our first promo code that we've ever had.
0: Yeah. We're growing up. um, So shout out Baboon. Definitely check them out. If you're looking to go on a trip, check them out. Uh, If you guys like Matt said, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, definitely tweet them at us. Uh, yeah.
1: Or DM our DMS are open. Always DMS are open. Um, people have been taking advantage of that. I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, which is great to see and use wasabi. Everyone should go use wasabi and give us all liquidities because privacy loves company and we, we need each other.
0: Yeah. And watch out for the scams out there. They come in many forms. they're led by different archetypes as well. Um, so just be aware and and help people put, uh, discover them as well. And, and maybe uh, your family members that might be getting scanned by Initiative Q right now uh, need a little help in the form of you saying, hey, this is a scam. <laughs> Damn right. All right. That's all we got. Peace and love, freaks.
1: Cheers, guys.